And welcome, Rooster Boosters. It's episode three of Rooster Booster Time. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Mike the Grand Poobah Perizzini. And like it says in the description here, we have uh, Rugby New York Lock, Charlie Hewitt. Charlie, welcome back to the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Charlie's one of the guys I love to talk to. Uh, he's very vocal. He has a very good social media presence. Um, so go follow him. And, and actually, I want to say him. Uh, Appy's been pretty active on social media to get a different view of the city through the eyes of a, of a <laughs> Polynesian guy. Um, you know, so I think you know him and him and Appy. Those are the two social medias I'm going to push. Yeah, on. I mean, actually, Joe Basser as well. This guy, the new yeah. guy, Heat Man. He is. He's seen more of New York than I have, and this guy has been here about two weeks. So fair play to him. He's like the ultimate tourist in my eyes. That's awesome. You know, I'm I'm glad that guys who aren't familiar with the city go and do the touristy stuff. I mean, I don't know if Mike agrees, but I'm not one of those people to say, hey, don't do the touristy stuff. I feel like your second go around, you don't have to do it. But like your first one going, you know, first time in New York, go do all the touristy shit. It's fun. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, you got to do it at least once. I feel like, you know, recently, you know, before the, you know, the before times we went down to uh, to play New York Rugby Club and, you know, we did all the touristy shit because – why the hell not? You know, when are you going to get another chance to? It ended up working out. So, yeah, got to do it at least once. Absolutely. And speaking of, of this might be a tourist attraction now, too. So I, I got, I'm going to hit Charlie with a question. Um, for the past two years, Rugby United has had some weird uh, – Rugby United. Rugby New York has had some weird training exercises. How does working in the cold weather and shoveling your own pitch create a team identity? Um. Yeah, luckily enough, we didn't actually have to do it this year, which was nice. um, a blessing in disguise. But no, it was um, at the time, a lot of boys were like, what have we got ourselves into? But um, no, like you look back on it like now, like once it's done and stuff and you start to realize like they're, they're just like strange little bonding moments you weren't really <laughs> expecting to have. Like I wasn't like expecting my warm up of a rugby training session to ever be 20 minutes of using shovels and tackle pads to um, clear out enough space so that we could run a few drills. So yeah, it's different, but um, it's definitely something you can look back on and probably make a story out of. It was great seeing those pictures last year and all those Instagram stories. And uh, even now you can tell the guys who aren't quite used to the cold, um, you know, extra bundled up. Um, my, my friend Chance apparently is still wearing his shorts and flip-flops according to my sources. Although he hasn't been skateboarding to practice because there's just too much ice, but as soon as that ice thaws around, you know, March 5th, he'll be uh, uh, skateboarding to practice. He skateboarded a few times, to be fair, and um, oh. completely oblivious to the queue of cars that are behind him as well, which is probably <laughs> the best part when you see him go by. He's got these, like, um, Star Spangled Banner Converses on that he wears <laughs> with his shorts, and he's just cruising down on his penny ball without a care in the world. It's so good. I love that guy. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Um, you know, keep keeping with that theme, you know, I know last year the team um, was was being built around that uh, iron worker mentality, right? Like the building of the, mm -hmm. the people who built the skyline. And I know that, um, you know, the GM, Stephen Lewis and, and head coach Marty Beal want to continue um, with that theme. Um, you know, so 
were, I don't know if you were a part of it, but I saw on social media a bunch of people went to like the Iron Workers local training facility. Um, can you comment a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I was there. A majority majority of us were there. Um, no, it was good. So we were we were training over in Brooklyn at uh, an indoor facility, facility, and then it was um, I think it was in Astoria, up mm-hmm. in Queens, and yeah. Um, yeah, we just went there. We met the guy um, who runs the whole place. Like honestly, one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Um, he was so passionate about like even talking about some of the buildings he built and stuff. Like he was he had to stop because he was like choking up and stuff. And he was talking about how iron workers helped clear out the 9-11 site and then helped build the new freedom tower, etc. Um, but no, it was it was actually awesome. Like I think a few guys went into it thinking like, oh god, this is gonna be one of those lectures. But I think everyone came out of it saying that was that was worth it. So we we went into the back, we went looked at their training area and they've got like, I think it's like 35 foot um iron beam that you have to like try and scale up and um two guys went up um i can't remember who went up first i think it was um john powers and um rsnc full reptile um ollie richardson <laughs> and then um and then one of the taller guys attempted quinn and i don't think he made it past the top of my head so um <laughs> It just shows what some of those guys are made of because um, the guys that work there were climbing up and down that thing like it was nothing. Absolutely. Johnny Powers, uh, um, formerly of uh, San Diego. No, Utah. Excuse me. Utah. Utah yeah. um, uh, and a former Iona College uh, rugby uh, player um, from the Gales. I think he was up for the um, Schultz Award at one point against yeah. Connor Buckley, I think the same year, which is interesting. <laughs> but anyway, um, just to shout out our buddy Jason uh, made it our number one fan. He's, he's probably Jason Zirian's probably the number one Rooney fan in the in the country right now, uh, saying hello to Charlie. And then uh, he just realized that that Foden's not on the roster this year, and Foden is neither is not on dancing ice dancing with the stars this year either. Apparently, he made it one episode, and the press kind of yeah. ate him up. Yeah. So th- this is going to be a cultural question, you know, being you know re- being raised in the UK, um, and seeing like the firestorm that the the media put on Foden for seemingly innocuous comments that really had nothing to do with anything. Um, how do you think the press differs between, you know, the States and, and the UK as far um, as athletes are concerned, you know? I don't know. I, th- I think, it, I think it can be pretty similar sort of nowadays. Um, like I know a few guys down at Exeter that are like, um, I wouldn't say they're opposed to the vaccine, but they just don't want to get it. And it's like pro choice. I'm all about that. It's all good. And they just got eaten out. So I just, I just believe it's a case of wanting to make a story half the time. Um, sportsmen can be loved one minute and they slip up slightly and suddenly you forget all the good they've done in the past. So um, I think it's pretty similar on both sides. Um, I do like how the American sort of media makes more jokes out of things than anything <laughs> like watching Antonio Brown run off the field and stuff like that. And um, although it was bad press for a lot of it, then there's still, there's still the, the funny side for the whole thing. Yeah, no, And, and, memes and, and craziness comes out and I think a lot of the sports organizations at least I don't know how you know the tabloid press is but they will find the humor in some things to try and I feel soften uh some of the impact um yeah. and not get hit I mean it just seemed like Fodes was just getting hit from all friggin' angles and the poor yeah. guy was just trying to be on a goddamn tv show <laughs> but um Mikey I think you have the next question yeah I, I was gonna say you know what do you have for expectations for you know 2022 for this year you know, what is, what is your expectations maybe, you know, for yourself and then for, you know, rugby New York? Uh, we want to win the whole thing. Like there's no question. There's no point in being here if we didn't. 
Um, there's no, I don't think there's any shame in saying that. Like you can say, oh, you can get to play off rugby, then you never know what's going to happen. But we want to win. Like there's boys travel from all over the world to be here. A lot of people have sacrificed, like being away from families, etc. So yeah, we we didn't come here to to finish last, to not make the playoffs. We just we want to win the shield, hundred percent. Me personally, um, I want to have a bigger impact on the team. Like I want to play more. I want to start more. And then go from there. Like if I get any any sort of accolades from that, then I'll take them as well. Yeah, you know, and and Charlie, were you on the under twenty three squad recently, right? Uh, the Eagles under twenty three squad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not under twenty three, so don't get that twisted. But there's yeah. like there was five of us who um were they were, each team was allowed five over twenty threes, um, yeah. and I was one of those that traveled. Yeah. And, and to me, that that makes it seem like there's a gear up for you to, to jump into this Eagle squad, whether it's in this upcoming international window, because I guarantee he's Charlie's going to have an impact on the field for Rugby New York. Um, and I know, got, you know, the eyes are watching the MLR. I mean, this is something that you mm -hmm. might talk about constantly. Um, you know, people are looking from USA Rugby at the MLR, just like the MLR is looking at, at people that are, you know, maybe the USA Rugby pipeline that don't have contracts. Um, love Jay. Damn right, Shields coming to town. We can we can only hope. That's what we always wish. Um, so my next question, again, is more about the team kind of. So we we were talking about Quinn prior to to um, the broadcast. Um, so Quinn's like the man with the boombox at practice. So it's mm -hmm. two questions. What kind of vibe does the music help you create at practice, and does he take requests? Um. The main request he takes is from Butch to telling him to shut the hell up half the time when Butch doesn't like the song. But the best part about that is, I think it fully depends on Butch's mood. So like, <laughs> Quinn will play a, one song that week and Butch will be dancing all over the gym to it. And then the following week, if he's in a bad mood, suddenly it's the worst song on the planet and he's telling <laughs> him to skip to the next one. So I don't think it's, a, the music's great. I mean, he plays, he lived in England, so he plays a lot of similar stuff to what I like. Um, I'm not sure a lot of others agree with that, but it tends to be, it tends to be energetic. It tends to be giving off a good vibe. So, um, he does, takes a few requests, but, um, he's got a good mix in there. I'll, I'll hand it to him. He's, he's under a lot of pressure with that job. That's awesome. Cause we've seen that on things like, you know, HBO's hard knocks with the NFL teams where they'll have periods of practice where they're using the music as almost like to set the pace to say, this is how fast we want to play. You know, on offense and mm. defense and, and using different music and, and things like that. So I find it interesting that you guys are also using that tactic to kind of get the energy up in practice. Um, and it's to me, it's it's interesting as a person who, you know, for for my for when I played, it was just like, you know, make sure you have 15 guys show up to practice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it tends to be you tend to need it when like today, which like we have we have three sessions and our final session is on the mats, basically fighting each other. Um it tends to take a lot of energy after doing two sessions to get yourself up for that. So um, every little helps kind of thing. I was going to say, I got a personal question for you. It's a two-parter. Mm -hmm. uh, high socks or low socks? And plain cleats or flashy cleats? What do you prefer? I'm kind of a mid-range sock guy because I feel like when you're tall you, and you wear them <laughs> all the way at your ankles, you look a bit stupid. But if you wear them all the way to the top, I just find it's it's a bit too old fashioned. So I kind of leave it. I leave it somewhere in the middle. Tends to be my vibe. Um, we're gonna we're gonna check on that during the matches. I'm gonna snap pictures during. Play. Yeah, I know for the photo shoots as well. They made us pull them all the way up, and there were some boys that were not happy about that whatsoever. 
they were hot on that too. Um, boots, I was, mm, I'd say, like subtle flashy. Um, like I don't, I can't wear, I can't at my pace. I can't be running around in a bright pink pair of boots. Like that's ridiculous. That would be great in a scrum though, just in the middle, seeing the pair. Yeah, of boots. Oh yeah, I mean, it would keep, yeah. it would keep the cameras on me. That's for sure. Um, but now I've got, I got, I got a couple pairs of boots that I like to think are not too boring, but they're not, they're not out there like a like on the topic of Quinn, who has probably the most <laughs> unique collection of cleats I've seen in a long time. Um, everything from, I think he's got a new blue pair that have got like a sort of galaxy star type print on them. And then he's got a bright pink pair. And sometimes he turns up with one and then another one on the other foot. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not on that vibe. I'm not that, but I'm more the subtle, subtle but nice kind of guy. Oh, that's great. I mean, Quinn seems like a sneakerhead, so I can see how he translates that into the boots he wants to wear. Yeah, he is. Um, it's good because I can make money off him half the time when I sell sneakers. <laughs> he's the same size as me. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, man, that's your nice side hustle. So I have another question, um, a little personal about the team here. Mm -hmm. Who has a better haircut, Chance or Max? I'm gonna go chance because Ooh. there's there's a lot of effort that goes into chances. Whereas Max looks like an extra from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> With the big, <laughs> like, long, I can see, yeah, I can see the whole sort of legless, like up the front, <laughs> and then Max is one of those elves in the background kind of thing. He would get away with it 100. <laughs> percent I'm sure there's a lot to maintain with it, but uh, I've I've gone around to chances and like this guy, this guy comes out of the bathroom with a like full blown hairnet on type thing or whatever they're called, like shower cap, and then he's afterwards he's like trying to rinse them all out. I was like, that's a lot of effort, bro. So you you must love it. So I got to hand I'll hand it to Chance on this one. I got to up my Photoshop game and we're getting Max's face on a picture of Legolas and posting yeah, that around. See, see if I'll TRN will pick it up. Well. <laughs> now I'll, I'll spin off that. A bunch of you guys had mullets last season. Are the mullets going to continue this season as well? Turn the head. Turn the head. Yeah, mine's yeah. strong now. Wait, other way. Yeah, I'm, mine's strong. Well, even even my mum messaged me after she saw the photo shoot video and was like, that's getting a bit long, Charlie. Um <laughs> but they're, they're visiting in a week, so I feel like I should show them. Then I'll trim it down a bit. Um, who else got a mullet? Me and Benja. Me and Benja at yeah. the barbers. They thought we were brothers. Um, so I'll take that because he's a good. Well, I guess guy. yeah. You guys, you're both good looking. You're both really fucking tall. Like, yeah, it's the I second time we've been asked if we're related. So um, there seems to be a trend. I'm trying to think. Yeah, mullets kind of come back in. Um, I started mine actually with Dan Holland's head last year, we had a bet who could come back with the best mullet and the other one bought the other one dinner, but he never turned up. So I guess I, <laughs> I, guess I won. <laughs> and I just saw the team picture from uh, France and uh, he does not have a mullet. So you know, he won. told, he shaved it off like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he, he, so I, so I, you have, you have one. <laughs> yeah. So I've, we, and we've stopped being friends basically. So <laughs> <laughs> he's left me with this big mop on the back of my head and then just, Buggered off to France, so you know choices. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, so uh, here's another one. So uh, rugby New York essentially has four jerseys: the home, mm -hmm. the away, the um, New York uh, Nomads alternate, and then the um, all black. Um, yeah. Fuck. Uh, neighborhoods alternate. Neighbor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, out of those four, which is your favorite? I'm gonna go with the collared one, eh? Like, um, I'm not a big collar. I'm not a big collared guy, 
but I just like I like how simple the jersey is. I like the little um, on the bottom bottom corner. There's the yeah. the circle R N Y in like mm-hmm. the subway, and I, I, yeah, just, yeah. I like little I like little subtle subtle hints like that. But I mean, to be fair, the other ones are nice. Like mm-hmm. they, they did a good job this year. No, that's a great kit. What he's talking about is has the R N Y as the subway letters, like they're the the lines, you know, the subway lines, yeah. and then yeah, a map sorry. of the subway on there. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a great one. That's probably the one I'll purchase this year. Although the all black, I don't know. I like it a lot. Mm. I don't know why. It just like I feel like it pops. But you know, yeah, it's, it's we we have we have it in our like our training t-shirts are the exact same, but obviously yeah. like just t-shirts. And no, it, it does look good. I must admit, it does look good as well. So I don't know the half other, the now, places on there, but <laughs> of the other teams of the other teams' jerseys, uh, what happens Ooh. to be your favorite? I'm trying to think through. I mean, Free Jacks are always classic, but it looks like they've just taken the same jersey three times and rotated the colors. So, I mean, not a lot of effort there. Um, trying to think out the jersey. You still do the same thing every year. I think they just add a hoop. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. I'll, I'm going to go Dallas, you know. I think it's clean. It's nice colors. Um, their home jersey for me. A lot of the boys like their white, white away jersey, but... They're in better yeah, the shape black shoulders with the turquoise. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. smart. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Austin's not bad. I kind of like the fade on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I like Houston with like the 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 thin stripes and then the the bigger stripes. I don't know. Yeah, but then but then if you haven't if there's no sponsor on it and you think like one of the hefty props is wearing that jersey and all it's going to do is just stretch. Okay, stretch but you also played you also played with like. James Rochford and everything stretched on him. So what's the difference at that point? I have absolutely no comment on that. <laughs> I mean, he was wearing hoops. I don't think it flattered him the best. Yeah, but these know? hoops are like changing size. So it almost yeah. looks like it's like, you know, exaggerating things. Uh, well, I have another question. Um, so recently, Rugby Pass came out with an article that was titled um, New Zealand's rising star Nico Jones was almost lost to the MLR until Moana Pacifica called. Um, when do you think there's going to be a turning point in some of these? Because I don't consider you like an international because you've been here, you've been playing here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But what do, when do you think like year-wise, you know, we're, we're in year five, is it year 10, is it year 15, when some of these younger international guys realize that the MLR is the league of the future? Um. It's hard to say, really. I mean, I think last year was a big step forward, personally. Like, being here since year one, mm-hmm. like, you see the names that came in last year. You see some of the venues that were played at, etc. I think last year was a huge step forward. Um, like, I know it doesn't sound great, but I think, half, like, majority of it comes down to money half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if a young lad's going to earn the same and be comfortable at home, something he's used to, and like say playing minor 10 or whatever it is um, and comparing that to moving somewhere completely different. Like it's, it's for some like guys, like I wanted to move somewhere completely different. I wanted a fresh start, but if, if you're a home bird and you want to stay home and stuff, you're more probably going to be like, well, you're only going to be incentivized by probably money or unless it's somewhere you really want to live. I think that's what New York, LA places like San Diego as well. They, they all have and Austin, but I don't think enough people know about Austin as a city. Um, I think those teams have the potential to like really draw in people because of where they are. Um, and then it's up to the other teams, I guess, as well to like demonstrate to players how good their city is. Cause there's like 
I, like before I moved to America, there was, I knew that New York was nice. I knew that California <laughs> was good. I knew that Florida was pretty fun. I knew that Texas was full of cowboys and that's about <laughs> it. Like, you know, I, I didn't really like, you don't hear about places like yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina mm-hmm. and Denver and Nashville and places like that. So I think cities really have to demonstrate to a player like away from the rugby, like what else, what they really truly offer for them. And I think most MLR cities, if, if a player did their research would see the benefits of every city that has a yeah. team right now. I mean, you see like, you know, um, Utah has a big poly population, you know, mm-hmm. in the city. Um, so you have a lot of Polynesian players gravitating towards there and you have a lot of those Midwestern players that maybe want to keep a little more of the Midwestern charm going to Utah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then again, like you said, San Diego and LA, obviously West Coast, Seattle giving you that whole uh, the West Coast, but a different vibe if you want it. Yeah. And you know, and there's also Toronto, and who knows, maybe we'll have a West Coast Canadian team. You know, so I mean, yeah. you know, I think I think we can, we'll start catching more more younger players. I mean, I'll put it this way: it seems as though since Andy came and and he's all about social media since living in New York, there's been a lot of people saying, "Hey, maybe I should be looking at the MLR." Um, and I think as that happens more and more people come over and their social media kind of explodes on it the younger generation will be like oh yeah that that might be a place i could start yeah definitely definitely agree with that all right so you said you know wanted a new place came here do you feel like you're you know a new yorker or like a a tri-stater yet since you guys are you know been moved around between new york and new jersey so do you feel you know like you're a part of the area or do you just feel still feel like you're an outsider me personally, I feel comfortable now, like going into the city, etc. Um, I had to take like the back rows and the second rows to we each each sort of positional group had to find like a um, on the way home from the line I'm working thing. Each group had to find a um, New York landmark for the group nice. to take a photo at. And um, I looked around the group and I was like, crap i've actually been here the longest out of everyone so um <laughs> it was me and then venger and i was just like oh okay i guess i'm the one taking charge of this so uh, i packed out my google maps and uh, made sure i got myself to the right place and made sure i got everyone home but yeah I'm, I'm feeling pretty comfortable um i think places like manhattan and stuff there's you're just never gonna see everything mm-hmm. and it's just like i'm i'm never gonna like with the schedule we have and stuff, I'm only going to scratch the surface of a lot of things unless like, you know, a few locals and they can give you good ideas of places and stuff. But it's just one of those places where I think unless you live here years, like day in, day out, you're not really ever going to truly know what New York's all about. I I feel like I'm getting it more and more, but it's, I still don't think, I still think I'm in the shallow end of the pool. (laughs) Have you been, you know, the there's certain things you have to do to like become a New Yorker, like you know, yell at a taxi cab driver, you know, bang on, you know, bang in the hood, you know, see a see a city rat, you know, just lying around somewhere. Uh, yeah. have, have, you hit the, have you hit have you hit those milestones yet? Have you, have um, you felt like you've done quintessential New York things? I said to a guy who barged into me like I'm walking here, and he was like turned around ready to punch me, and then saw my ties. <laughs> otherwise not but i don't know why i said it i just like i just really wanted to say it to someone um, and then seen plenty of rats don't get me wrong i've seen plenty yeah. of rats especially in the underground um i haven't banged on a taxi um i almost had a, a food delivery bike 
almost completely run me over. So if that counts, then I've ticked that yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, um, those are interchangeable. Here's the thing: yeah. Charlie is you, so you definitely like have seven, you know tall. the New York, New Jersey, you know tri-state area yeah. experience. No, but he's yeah. so tall. Like if you don't see him in the street, you might be legally <laughs> blind. Versus yeah. like me and Mike, who are like you know five foot ten, like you might miss us. But if you don't see Charlie and Benja and you know Nate and Nick, you got you got eye issues in my opinion. Yeah. So I think they're actively avoiding guys like that. But I find yeah. it hysterical. Um, when I was working, I was working down uh, on Wall Street at 120 Wall, which is all the way at the end of Wall Street on the left. I was walking home Christmas Eve, and I'll never forget the Australian national basketball team was doing some sightseeing, and I was behind them. They kept stopping right in front of me, you know, 13 guys, and I walked through them. And then they're athletic, and I'm walking uphill, and I'm fat, so they pass me. And like five blocks later, they'd stop, stop again. Yeah. So finally, like the third time, I went in like Shaq in the paint with elbows and shit. And they turned around like, you know, with the Oscar, what are you doing, mate? And I was like, listen, motherfucker, I live here. I'm trying to get the fuck home. I will fight all of you. It's Christmas fucking Eve. <laughs> I think they realized I was crazy because they just turned around and walked the other way. I was like, yeah, that's a New York experience. Yeah, right that, definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, one final question for me, and then we're going to talk about the um, preseason match this weekend. Um you know, you have a lot of guys returning. You have a lot of new guys. You have guys that have, you know, extensive um, professional, um, um, you know, a, a resume. You have guys like, um, um, uh, oh, my God. Who the fuck am I thinking of? Oh, my God. Uh, the fullback, can Canadian. Oh, my God. Andrew Coe. Andrew. Andrew Coe. Do you think you guys, because the, he's played in the league before, and you've obviously been in the league now for for five years, like, do you think guys who've played in the MLR come together quickly because they, they can bond over like being in those teams that are struggling in the first couple of years? And do you think it's it's tough for the new guys to come over and be like, this might not be as professional as, let's say, the prep? Yeah, I had no idea Andrew played in the league. If I'm honest. I just thought he played sevens. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it was the same like when I came over. Um, you probably expect it to be easy or easier than you think. And then you play your first game. And I remember it happened a lot last year, like a lot of the boys that came over last year, they're like, oh no, this is actually, a, this is a decent standard. And I think it takes the first game often to do that and realize like you guys are in, you're in for a 16, 17 game season. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyone who's, anyone who's come from top flight Europe, Super Rugby, etc. That I wouldn't say they have a chip on the shoulder, but they have the confidence to know they've got the ability to play in this league. But I also think that they need to play their first game to realize it's not it's not a walk in the park. Absolutely, I think the level of competition has risen every year, and I think most guys, and you see it, I think with the older guys, guys like you know um, Rob Shaw, Nanu, Bastro, they come over here expecting one thing, and you. I think you're right. They're, that first punch in the mouth, they're like, "Huh, this is real." high-level rugby, and you have to take it seriously. Um, real quick, uh, we do have a preseason match against Austin in Austin. Unfortunately, it will not be televised or streamed. Um, what what are you guys looking to get in general out of this, this match? Is it play some guys who might normally play? Is it play some starters and, and to try and gel? Like, Do you have like an overall sense of what you guys are trying to do? Um, there's, there's a bit of a mix of everything. I mean, there's a lot of um... – obviously new players. So there's new partnerships, like there's new nine, 10 combinations, new center partnerships. And I think a lot of what we're going to do is try and build partnerships during this game. 
like you start to realize habits that people have or say like if this guy runs up to the line you know he's going to chip it over so you get on your your horse and like you know you're chasing a kick etc so i think it's that kind of group synergy we're looking for um it's not going to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination we know that um but we're still going to go out there and do our best to perform we don't want to have our only preseason game be something that we regret um but yeah and it's also a chance for guys that haven't played or might see less game time etc i don't know but it's a chance for them to put their hand up um there's going to be injuries throughout the season um we saw that like plenty of times last year and there's going to be times where boys have to step up and you want them to have the confidence and you want to have the confidence in them to know like they're they're a solid player and they, they'll be able to hold their own so and here here's our last question before we go um do you think you give me a a percentage what's the percentage that you're going to be in the match day 23 for every game that i am mm-hmm. i got 100 I think so too. I got to be honest. I've been singing your praises all last year, um, and the year, you know, it's 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 one of those things where when people ask me about like who do I think needs a shot on the Eagle Squad, you're like my number one name, and people are like, oh, thank oh. you, yeah. And people are like, really, and I'm like, yeah, he's the guy that needs the shot. You know, no no shade to to Nick and Nate and um, oh my god, CC, CC, and 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 Peterson. But you know they're they're getting up there in age. We need to foster the younger generation, and God can't teach height, or God can is the only one that can give height. You can't teach it, you know. So I think having a legit seven footer lock on the USA squad does make a difference. I think having Benja in there as a taller, lankier replacement for Cam Dolan eventually, you know, over the next few years, mm-hmm. I think we saw when he played, he can he can take Cam's spot when Cam decides he, he's no longer fit to play. You know, and I think you guys are the, the younger generation that's going to come up and foster us into a great position when we get that Rugby World Cup in, in 2031. Um, so, again, I, I, talk, I talk I talk about Charlie all the time. He, he obviously didn't know that. Now I'm you know, fangirling over him. <laughs> but, um, Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. We, we, we really appreciate your candor, and we always have fun with you. Um, if there's anybody you want to shout out, now's the time. Um, who do I want to shout out? I don't really like anyone, if I'm honest. So, okay. you don't have like a harem of girls or something around you in New York? No, 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 no. I got, I got my lovely girlfriend Skylar down in Houston. Don't even. Try I, that I was just, best, I was just trying to get you. <laughs> don't even try that crap. <laughs> no, um, yeah, she's a bit sick at the moment, so I will give a oh, shout out to her. And um, hope she, I mean, she thinks she's got COVID, but we don't. Really so know does Mike. Anymore. So yeah. listen, it's like a club. We can make jackets. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, she's um she's holding the fort down with the dog. So um, I'll give a shout out to her, of course. Awesome. Skylar, get well soon. Um, you know, hopefully it's not the Rona because that sucks. Mike, <laughs> if you get the Rona, it's fine. Don't really care. I'll just yeah. find another co-host. It's fine. But again, Charlie, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, guys, I'm somebody will probably be tweeting this preseason match, I would assume. Um, I'll ask some of the AG fans if they're going to be in attendance, if they can tweet us some some updates and things like that. Good luck this weekend, Charlie. Good luck throughout the season. Can't wait to see you play. Um, I'm the big guy, Scott Farrar. That's Mike the Grand Poo Bob Parazzini. Um, check us out on all social media at RNY fans. And uh, we'll see you all guys. See you. All done. <laughs>